0: This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. Um... Another week of just kind of inching along towards what may or may not be a season at this point for the for the National Hockey League. I mean, it looks like there will be some form of a season. We're all still just trying to figure out what that is. But mostly we're going to focus on what um, hockey fans have been focusing on a lot this week, which is these retro reverse jerseys that uh, the NHL has been just putting out these weird little picks of all week. And, and uh, we're going to discuss that here in a moment. But we're going to start, as we always do at this point, with the beer of the week. That way I can drink it throughout the show. We have Great Lakes Ohio City Oatmeal Stout. Um, It it was interesting going and making my uh, selections for for where we're going for beer here for a little bit because of all the different, so many, so many uh, uh, Christmassy ones. This one, it's uh, relatively light, a 5.4 ounce beer. Uh, As you can tell, big on the oatmeal stout, uh, big on the oatmeal in this one. A lot of heavier beers this time of year. Um, Dark and roasty, yet light and smooth. A fresh coat of snow. They write these things like they're poetry. It's wonderful. Our oatmeal stout will kick your cabin fever and inspire you to toss another log on the fire, which is nice. Let's see what we've got here. Do our normal pour. Get an idea of the color. Get an idea of what what we're seeing here with this guy. Yeah, again, going to be a lot of dark beers this time of year because that's just what you get in these winter beers. Going to get it all in. Yeah, there we go. All right, again, another beer, kind of like last week. Not much in the way ahead on it. I <laughs> know well, last week we did a soda because we just did. Um, but let's see what we think of this guy here. And oh, that's nice. That's a very nice winter beer. A um, little more carbonated than I thought it would be right off the bat with it, so that's good. Highly enjoy that. Um, you get that that touch of bitterness in the back of your tongue, which is good. I, I wouldn't say you necessarily taste oatmeal, but again, oatmeal doesn't taste like a whole lot of anything, but Very good. No sweetness. Uh, almost at all which is exactly what you expect out of a out of a uh out of a winter beer you don't really expect a lot of sweetness but for as dark as it is uh, very they're very right and it's a very light smooth beer very enjoyable there so so i i enjoyed a lot i would recommend it um when i enter this in on the on tap app which is a cool app if you want to kind of track your beer drinking and track what you're drinking there uh, I think I'm going to go four out of five on this, maybe four point five. It's really good for a winter beer. Again, very good for that. So if you're if you're out looking for something and want something that's a nice, easy drinking beer, but a a nice winter beer, not 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 light stuff. The uh, the Great Lakes Ohio City Oatmeal Stout's very good. All right. So we're going to have a, a quick word from a. Uh, another show here with us on the hockey podcast network and then we'll bring on our guests to discuss the uh incredibleness that will be the reverse retro jerseys or at least hopefully incredible jerseys what's up everybody this is brendan this is taylor and we are straight up
1: sabers covering the buffalo sabers for the hockey podcast network that's right you can hear us every monday and thursday on hockey podcast network you can follow us on twitter at straight sabers or follow us on facebook at straight up sabers
0: we are very excited to bring you all
1: of the latest coverage of what is surprisingly seeming to be a pretty exciting Sabres season ahead. That's right. The rasmus and breakout season is here. You can only hear it every Monday and Thursday, a Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And welcome everyone to the show, Mr. Justin Broly. Uh, he is you can find him on Twitter at Jay underscore design. Uh, he writes for uh, Jersey nerds, which is where I first found him because he did a, a really good piece this week before we started getting all of the drops uh, about what these jerseys may look like. Uh, how are you doing today there, sir?
1: Doing well. It's been a, it's been a very busy weekend, but I'm happy to end it uh, on a high note for sure.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Hopefully it's a, yeah, weekends can get weird when they're not restful on that. But yeah, this will be a. I'm hoping I've been looking forward to this. Just talking jerseys and, and uniforms here. And uh, now you dropped your article, obviously before when all we knew was what what Adidas had dropped as far as this little video, kind of showing us the general colors. Uh, is this something that I, I know this all kind of first started when we had the uh, there was that reveal of the uh, a leaked image of I think it was a Penguins jersey and a Flyers jersey. I mean. This seems exciting to me as someone who likes hockey. How do how do you get how do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I mean I mean, obviously I work for a blog called The Jersey Nerds. So <laughs> um it's it's you know it's it's a big passion of mine. I think I have over 30 jerseys sitting in my closet ten feet from here. Um so you know, getting new jerseys is always exciting. Um to be quite honest, I was kind of frustrated with the idea when um we first heard about it. Um we had a interview with Matt McElroy, who's one of the designers for the Vegas Golden Knights, um, about I think a month ago now. Um, And he kind of hinted at it it to us off the record. Um, And obviously that was about the same time as the leaks. And, you know, my thought was, you know, we're bringing back jerseys that already existed and there were color choices and decisions that were made on the original jerseys. And now we're just throwing, you know, colors in a different order. Um, so, you know, initially I was, I was a bit pessimistic, I would say. And, you know, my, my outlook was, you know, these jerseys are going to be, you know, likely worse at best, you know, as good as the jerseys they replaced. So my head was, you know, if we're going to do throwbacks, why don't we just do throwbacks? Um, but seeing, you know, the teasers that have come out, um, both from Adidas, you know, the initial, Just, you know, these are the colors um, and try to guess the teams, try to guess the years, which is obviously what we did with our article. Um, But seeing the teasers and seeing the amount of color that these inject into the league, you know, my opinion has has totally turned around. And I think we'll we'll find out tomorrow, um, you know, what the actual design of all these is. But, you know, everything points to, you know, whether it's successful, it's certainly going to be interesting either way.
0: Yeah, for, for those of you who are listening to the show in the podcast form after the fact, uh, yeah, we're we're discussing these without having actually seen the final ones. When you listen to the show, if it's two or three days from now, I think they're all going to be released on Monday. Uh, for me personally, when I saw they were doing it, I, where I'm excited about it is I'm hoping this is a uh the beginning of a moment for the NHL where they're looking, because the NBA, they have so many jerseys, it's hard to keep track, which I don't want to go there, but I wouldn't mind... Just more variety. Teams being able to have kind of four jerseys in a rotation, or four or five different jerseys, something like that. I mean, as someone who watches a lot of jerseys, that's something you would like to see, or do you like kind of the idea of trying to stick more traditional and just keeping the the two? Or what what would you think on that?
1: You know, I wish I had a strong opinion because I really. <laughs> I really see both sides, you know, it's, as you said, with the NBA, there's so many new jerseys that, you know, you turn on the TV and it's like, you can't even tell who's playing who. Like, it's like, (laughs) unless you know the abbreviations, it's like, is that the Cavaliers? I don't know. Um, So I think there is a balance, Um, you know, as someone who likes jerseys and gets excited about new designs and obviously, you know, from a teaser put together, you know, with, with a couple of the other guys on the blog put together 31 concepts in a day. um, It's always exciting, um but i think there is a point where it becomes too much um but you know i'm on the same boat as you where i don't think we've hit that point yet of of too much per se and as long as you're staying on brand like i think from from the teasers for the most part they're pretty on brand there's a couple teams that it's like all right you're definitely reaching um but i think overall it's you know it injects it injects just some life into the league especially you know when you have the adidas crossover and and all of the alternates were stripped down and slowly you've kind of populated more um, and gotten some more interesting stuff into the league again. It's, it's cool to have, you know, this new life. And especially it's really cool to have a league wide, you know, I guess, campaign um, where, you know, since I don't know that we can ever say that there has been, you know, a, a New Jersey for every single team in the same year outside of like You know, the Reebok changeover when teams got on the new templates and everything, but even then some designs stayed, whereas this is the first time that we're really seeing, you know, on the same day, 31 brand new jerseys.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing that as a very, I'm really excited about it. I think it'll be cool. Now, now that we've kind of gone to the enjoying that something like this will happen, seeing again, all these new jerseys in it. Are there any so far in the between? Because we've now seen eight, you know, every, a bunch of different sites have done their kind of mockups, what they think that'll look like. We've seen uh, Adidas and NHL dropping these little looks like the shoulder on each one, and then kind of the hem. Are there any of these you're you're really excited about seeing?
1: Yeah, um, there's plenty. I mean, you know, it's really hard to pick. Um, to pick, you know, the one or the or the two or the three, um, you know, I think I think there's a lot of cool things coming back. I think, you know, the Wild Wing is something that is hideous but also gorgeous um, with with what the Ducks are likely to bring back, and it's something that in design circles definitely polarizes. Um, the same thing with you know what looks to be the return of the landscape jersey for the Coyotes, and that's something that's just so out there. Um, And, you know, I think for me, it's like rather than like one or two jerseys, it's just the amount of color. Like you look across all these jerseys and there's, I think, two that are going to be black among uh, Chicago and and Calgary, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, And that's really exciting. Like in a league that has a lot of black, a lot of navy, I think it's cool to have, you know, this influx of color. Like I said, I think there's some teams where they're not really doing enough here, at least from what it seems like from the teasers, but I think there's a lot of really cool callbacks, you know, the stars, star template Jersey that, I mean, I grew up in Texas, I'm in Dallas actually. So I know plenty of people have been clamoring for that for the past 20 years since it left. Um, And, you know, things like the goat head returning on the shoulder of the Sabres Jersey and, you know, a blue um, Habs Jersey and everything like that. Like there's, there's a lot to be had and there's a lot to be talked about here.
0: Are there any of these that you're kind of not looking forward to, or that, or that you're looking forward to, in more of like the uh, the the train wreck kind of thing where you can't look away? Any that you're not real not real sure of from what we've seen in these teaser
1: images? Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, there are. I mean, when you have 31 jerseys, it's hard for all of them to be a hit. Um, Detroit scares me. Um, it really, really does. Um, in the, it was the one that we had the most trouble making a prediction on the rest of them. We had a pretty good idea, um, but obviously the Adidas teaser had, you know, a color scheme and a year for every team. So it was pretty, pretty easy to say, oh, well, they switched to a New Jersey that year. They picked up, you know, this slightly different look, like whether it be, you know, the abs, like their year was when the Nordiques started. So it was very obvious that like, okay, they're doing something Nordiques. Um, But with Detroit, I think it was uh, 98, which is one of the years they won the Cup in the jerseys that they basically have now. Um, and <laughs> then the teaser had them with red and silver. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do if they just replace their normal sleeve stripes with silver and they have like a white and silver jersey with red numbers. Obviously, as you can see in the... In the teaser, you get a bit of the a bit of the shoulder, and you get a bit of the the number. So you know the the fonts in red, and you know it's a it's a white sleeve, which is new. Um, you know, for Detroit, we're used to red sleeves on both of their jerseys. So it'll be interesting. But if it's you know heavy silver, I don't really know how you can be too excited about it. Um, Ottawa as well. I I know a lot of people are a fan of the return to the 2d senator and the throwback jersey so to speak um i myself am not and i i think more than likely given the teaser it's just going to be a red version of of what they have recently released which i mean would be honestly really interesting had they not just gone back to this design so it's like here's a throwback to what we wear now now so <laughs> yay like i don't know stuff like that it's just like again it's it would be cool if you hadn't just already, you know, retroed to that. This is not a reverse retro anymore. This is a reverse current to some extent.
0: Yeah, I I kind of got that. I'm kind of getting that vibe a little bit with um the Hurricanes one because if they had done this before they'd won, you know, before they'd started bringing back the whalers stuff, this would have been awesome and cool. But now that they've already done the whalers before, it's kind of like. Okay, I mean, this is this is what you did. And you're like, I like your point on Detroit because, I mean, when a team's worn essentially the same jersey for 50 years, I mean, there's not a whole lot. I mean, they've had the same logo. I mean, it's a timeless look. It's good for a reason. But at the same time, when you're doing something like this, I, I mean, you almost... You almost want to see them do something really crazy with it. Cause I I think for like two years before they were the Red Wings, they had
1: some other name. Maybe do something really yeah, goofy and go. They with something were the like Cougars that. back in the day, and I was thinking they might honestly until the year teaser came out and it was like, all right, it's the jerseys we have. All right, cool. Right, right. I mean, what would have been like?
0: They could have like the Canadians going blue. That that makes a bit of sense because I think their fans will really like it the the coolness that would have existed if it had been a maroons jersey would have just i think flo- again it wasn't the same team obviously so i'm not sure how well that would have worked but i think i think quebec fans or montreal fans would have liked it quite a bit
1: yeah i mean uh, minnesota's doing that arguably colorado even even carolina you know you all could argue are not throwing back to even themselves yeah and i wanted to bring that up just a touch
0: cuz i me personally being somebody who grew up in ohio um one of the things I remember very well from my youth was the uh, when the Browns left, when the Browns were taken from Ohio and, and moved from Cleveland to Baltimore. And just recently, we had this whole drama with the Columbus crew. Were they going to leave? And then the fan base essentially saved them, which was really cool. And then when I see the, you know, the one that really sticks out to me is the avalanche one because it's, it's not as if, you know, Quebec City has gotten a team in the intermediary here or anything. And and it feels to me. I'm not sure if I was a Quebec City fan. If I was, if I lived in Quebec City, if I would see this as a as some kind of insult, or if a bunch of Quebec City fans have followed the Avalanche to to Colorado and are still fans and are excited to see kind of their heritage thrown in part of it. I don't know. Some of these are are very interesting to me.
1: Yeah, I mean when you take when you take a city's team and then you win a cup in your first year in your new city, like that's that's insult enough. Like it definitely seems like salt on the wound to now be like, also we're the Nordiques.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now again, we're a blue jackets themed podcast, so it would be an oversight of mine to to not ask you what you think of the Blue Jackets reverse retro. At least at this point, it almost seems like we know what it's going to look like. I don't think there's a lot of mystery left in it.
1: Yeah, Um, there there really isn't. I mean, the the teaser really gave it all away. Like, I think I think it was surprisingly actually different than what we predicted um, in our story. I think we had the logo as as I don't know the logo, the yoke as navy and the um, the cuff as as white. So we kind of had inverted of what they're they're actually showing here. But I think that really you know checks the box, and obviously you can see the hem stripe in it too. So it's really you know you know what it is, um, and you know. I think it's good. Like I think, um, you know, personally, I am not the biggest fan of the Blue Jackets branding across the board in terms of jersey sets. Um, so I think it's good to to breathe some life into it. Um, honestly, on our last our last Jersey Nerds podcast, I brought up the opinion that perhaps the you know old CBJ stick logo is as good, if not better, than the current Blue Jackets logo, which I got copious amounts of hate for but that is what it is. <laughs> uh, but I'm a fan. I love Stinger. I think it's it's playful. It's very, you know, retro. Like it, it does not fit currently. So I'm hoping they they stick them on the on the shoulders. This is a team we didn't get a look at shoulder patch for cuz they wanted to show off the cuff, I guess. Um but I'm hoping we see Stinger return on the shoulders. Um you know, people will say red and white is the caps and not the blue jackets. People will say they're the blue jackets. They should have a blue jersey but you know my response is this is their fourth jersey like they have a blue home they have a blue alternate like you know they're they're not suddenly wearing red at all their home games like this is something to throw a little spice in there so i think it's it's perfectly fine to deviate from from the namesake so to speak for that fourth jersey that that they're going to be wearing
0: yeah it's it's funny that you mentioned like in that original cbj logo more than the uh the star one when we had uh when we talked with um uh, Chris Kramer uh from sportslogos.net, he he has that same opinion that he likes the original one more, that CBJ one. Uh, I listened to, to you to guys most recent episode and I don't I don't really know if it was you that said it might have been somebody else, but they mentioned that because I I see this all the time, the blue you know blue jackets fans saying that they want to go to the Canon logo full time and some guys on your show were talking about why that'd be a bad idea. Why why would that be, do you think, to to go to something like that as a full time logo? Or do you think that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I go back and forth. Um, you know, I'm wearing the <laughs> the alternate jersey right now, so it's hard for me to speak too poorly on it. Frankly, I think it is, at least was their best jersey in the rotation. I <laughs> I tweeted a couple a couple days ago actually that you know this reverse retro might arguably be the jacket's best jersey ever, <laughs> um, which is certainly a take, maybe a hot one. Um, you know, I think the Canon logo is. You know, it does a lot for them. Like, I think it obviously ties back to the Civil War heritage of, you know, where where the namesake comes from a lot more clearly than either of their existing logos does currently. Um, I think it obviously ties back to Nationwide Arena as well um, with the canon there, um, and having witnessed a the game there, it's definitely a big part of the presentation. Um, you know, for me, it's it's the the roundel aspect of it gets me like i think you know logos that are just something put inside a circle are you know very boring and lack a lot of identity um that being said having just a canon on its own would be a tough sell as well (laughs) um so i can understand why they did it um but you know i i don't i don't hate the idea i don't love the idea to be honest like i think it could go either way i know we've had some discussion as well as if and I know we we discussed even, you know, if the Blue Jackets should go double blue as a um, as a color scheme, you know, full time instead of the red, white and blue and talking about, you know, if basically straight up the, the Jets and the Blue Jackets were to trade color schemes because you have, you know, obviously the, the old, you know, original Jets 1.0 color scheme was basically what the Blue Jackets have. Whereas, you know, the the Jets current color scheme is, you know, more or less what the, the the current Blue Jackets alternate is. So so you know, somewhat sarcastically I brought that up. And you know, the more the more I've thought about it and the more we've discussed it, you know, in our internal chats for the blog, it's like, you know, this this could, you know, hold water. That that that'd be
0: an interesting article to do, just have a whole article of if teams traded color schemes. I'm sure a lot of them wouldn't work as well that way, but it could be very interesting just oh, to Oh, I'm see. sure
1: you'd make plenty of enemies, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: Well, I want to thank you very much for coming on today, Justin. Uh, Again, if you want to see his stuff, um, his Twitter is is, – I'm going to shut it down here. uh, It's at – what was it again? The Oh, there it is.
1: J. Broly underscore design.
0: J. Broly underscore design. And uh, he writes for the Jersey Nerds. He's on their podcast. So thank you very much for coming on today, Justin.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: We just finished a really exciting season of hockey here in Columbus and the future is bright with all these awesome young players, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Alexander Texier, Liam Foodie, Elvis Merz-Lincoln, but now you've got a new problem. How do you get jerseys for these guys? Well, we've got you hooked up. Coolhockey.com slash THPN. And since Coolhockey.com doesn't outsource jerseys for customization like competitors, they're able to offer the best deals, best quality and pricing and time on your delivery. So remember, when you need a new jersey, coolhockey.com slash THPN for our exclusive discount there. Remember to use the discount code THPN, coolhockey.com slash THPN. All right. So I'm really excited for tomorrow. Uh, that's when they're saying, that's when we're hearing that we're going to get these uh, retro reverses officially announced. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not sure yet if I'm going to be getting one of them. Um, I had this idea in my head that I would get it with like Max Domi on it with Domi's name and number and not that I think necessarily like I don't think it's a set in stone thing that Domi is going to sign a long-term contract after his two-year deal but the thinking there is with this being like a special jersey and it's the Jack's 20th anniversary that this would be kind of a, a shot in time kind of thing it would be yeah this is you know, when the time we had, Naomi, we had this. This was going on. So, just just a thought there on that. Getting into where we're at um, in other things, uh, the Athletic this re- week released what is one of my favorite articles they do every year. Uh, and if you're not familiar with it, what they do, uh, Dom Lashojian sends out a essentially a um a survey that people can go and and take, and you pick your favorite team when you take the survey and then you can go and you can take the survey for every other team. And the idea is to get people's confidence in their team's front offices. And then you compare uh, individual people or you compare the the fans of that team to people in general and see how that goes. And so uh, what, what, what it came back with for the Blue Jackets, I won't share it for all of them, but for the Blue Jackets, they cracked the top 10 this year at eight. Uh, And I think that that makes sense. The fan base has a lot of faith in Jarbo Kekalainen and what he's doing in Columbus. And it's funny because when you when you look at this, how they're ranked, the first of all, the Blue Jackets fans tend to be very much in line with fans in general. This isn't a situation where Blue Jackets fans think that, oh, you know, the fan base is that much more confident than than regular people. In some of them they are, but in other places they're not. they uh, 3.7 out of 5. Roster building, the fans are public was 3.5, fan base 4. Cap management, 3.7 uh, by the public, 4.4 by the fans. Draft and development, 3.4 by the public, 4.1 by the fans. Trading, 3.2 in the public, 4.0 by the fans. Free agency, 2.7 by the public, 2.8 by the fans. Vision 3.5 by the public, 4.2 by fans. So, but the 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 public had them at a 3.4, which had them being the 10th, uh 10th most confident front office. The fans were a 4.0, which had them at ninth. Now, when you got all this together, they were moved up to eighth. And I can see that because in trades, the blue jackets don't seem to obviously lose a lot of trades. That's the thing. Um like The one trade that I think would be easiest to argue they've lost this year was the uh, Sonny Milano for Devin Shore trade. But if you look at that trade and say, well, the Blue Jacks probably weren't re-signing Sonny Milano anyway, I, I mean, what does it matter? Some people, I mean, I, I would say they lost the Ryan Dezingle trade um, a year ago. But the the uh, Matt Duchesne trade was exactly what the Blue Jacks wanted. They wanted the player. And they were willing to pay for him because they wanted to try and make a run, and they did. Then the Max Domi trade, a lot of people still consider they won that trade. I would have to kind of agree in that they they made great use out of the asset there to get both the player they wanted um, and getting Max Domi for Josh Anderson as well as uh, getting a draft pick. Uh, the free agency thing is something we've talked about on this show as the one thing that I don't have as much confidence in. And it's less free agency because... Seven out of 10 times, if you go, if you're the team out there signing the big free agent, you end up overpaying. Now, I think this year, the biggest free agent being uh, Taylor Hall, they only signed a one-year deal. So that's fine. I, I mean, that that, that deal is going to work out fun for the Sabres. But the Blue Jackets didn't make a big deal this season. They didn't make a big trade. So or a big, big free agent signing. But most of the time, those don't end up great anyway. So I don't mind that the Blue Jackets didn't have that happen. But the one thing in free agency is re-signing the guys we've already got. And that's where we're at right now. Um, still waiting to see how the Pierre-Luc Dubois situation is going to resolve itself. Right now, like I've been saying to people, don't be worried about that until we start getting into the training camp. If Pierre-Luc Dubois starts missing training camp, then I'm going to have a concern. Now, apparently Dubois has been spending a lot of time in Columbus, so I'm not too worried about where we're at right now. Um, I think both sides are just, just taking every bit of leverage they can and taking all the time they've got. Cause that's what we have right now is time. Uh, when you've got time, take it, uh, cause there's no reason to, to just rush and, and try and finish something before you need to, when you're making a deal, when you're doing anything like that. So, so that's my viewpoint on it. I'm pretty confident in where this team's going. Uh, I like what your is doing quite a bit. So that's, that's, that's where I, I agree. I, I like to see that the kind of the, nhl fans in general are starting to see what we are in columbus as far as how good yarmo Kekalainen is last thing i want to talk about on this week's show is where we stand with uh next season um we don't know when it's happening everything still seems like they want to push to it happening january 1st i don't know how that's going to go um There seems to be, it almost seems to be a certainty now that we're going to be seeing a Canadian division. And we're hearing a lot of shortened season, 56 to 60-some games. Uh, I know the NHL said they wanted to do an 82-game season. I think the viewpoint at this point has become, let's have a shortened season this year, and then the next season, hopefully we've got the vaccine to everybody at that point and everything else, and we can just, the next season can be a full, real season. And I think that's going to be the goal here. So I'm looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, I feel like it's the kind of thing where any day we're just going to get a drop. This is what's happening. This is kind of what's been decided, or that. I mean, not just that because there's got to be governors' meeting, board of governors meetings, and NHLPA meetings, and all that stuff. But I get the feeling that one day we're going to get a drop from a uh, from one of the hockey insiders. that's going to say there's a lot of momentum around idea X. And maybe that's, you know, 60 game season starting January 10th and ending on this date. And, you know, we'll have the Canadian division and and baseball series style travel. And if you're not familiar with what that is, it's the idea that, you know, the Blue Jackets, they play the Penguins. Say they're going to play the Penguins three times. uh, And it would be or say they're going to play the Penguins four times two at nationwide two in Pittsburgh. When the Blue Jackets go to Pittsburgh, they just play both games in either back to back days or, you know wednesday and then thursday and then you know wednesday and then day off on thursday and then friday that sort of thing so so that's where i think we're going to see things go um but that that could happen i my guess is though we'll get a drop at that honestly expect to hear something i'd say shortly after thanksgiving because if they're going to do january 1st that means training camps have to happen by middle of december which means people have to be able to travel and get where they need to get um so that would be my my state take on it at this point so i would say around thanksgiving right around the end of november we're going to have clarity on if it's happening January 1st. Now, if by the end of November, nothing's been decided, my guess is it won't be January 1st. So that that's where we stand with it here. Um, but I do want to thank you all for tuning in today, uh, for listening to the podcast, if you're doing the podcast style or watching on YouTube or doing any of that stuff. Um, thank you very much for listening here and go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show, follow us on Twitter at JackXT Brief, and thank you for listening.